afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is Friday afternoon, man. You made it all the way through the week. It's 3 p.m. Eastern time. Hopefully, you guys are coming down the home stretch on your work week. We'll be there to help guide you the rest of the way. My name is Scott Steen. I'm the lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. This is a little show we do every day, 3 p.m. Eastern time, called Back to the Window with Scott and Scott as we uh, try to have a little fun, lay out some plays, talk to you guys in real time. And uh, generally just kind of enjoy our Friday afternoon. And, of course, we're back to the NASCAR grind after a week off with the All-Star Race. So join us here uh, right after this show is over with our pal Chris King and the new guy, Rye Cape, as we break down this race in Charlotte, the Coca-Cola 6 Hondo. It's good to be here, everybody. Uh, hi to AJ's. Hi to Lex Steele. 1777 memorabilia. Haven't seen him around in a while, man. Good to see him back in the fold. How'd your uh, Thursday go, Skeeter? Overall went pretty well. Ended up having the over in the Oilers game because why wouldn't you have the over in the Oilers game? Sure. And unfortunately, while it won, the bad news is Edmonton won, so I can't bet it again because the series is over. Uh, I made a pretty good prediction when you and I did the Total Chaos show with Allie on Wednesday night. I said you and I would match on all five games we were given. We did. What happened with all five of those games? We won 5-0. and Fuck yeah, that's what I'm talking about, buddy. You laid out your best bet because we had the same exact play, so Ali said, well, I need a best bet from each of you. You took the over, I took the under in the hockey games, and they both cashed. Holy shit, Scott, we are too good. Too good. We should retire now. Yeah, I have a losing record on Total Chaos, so I'm still trying to claw back the 500. You're oh, officially over. I'm officially over 500, so. brother. Almost my next stop, profitability. Profitability, yep. so... Uh, everybody, uh, AJ says, have a safe Memorial Day. Agreed. Have a safe, fun uh, Memorial Day. As always, we wish a, a special Memorial Day uh, to all of those who serve, all of those friends and family, uh, especially of those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice to keep us free and let goofballs like me and Scott keep doing our shit every day. So uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate the effort. We try to thank you. Not just on Memorial Day weekend, but all the time. But uh, we want to make sure we give a special thanks and a shout out here on this very special weekend. So, uh, very good. Uh, J.R. Black says, took all five. Thanks, great. Scott, you bet, buddy. You bet. I'm glad you were able to catch that. I got to talk about it, even though we just spent the last hour talking about it. You know, Chris Chris King hit a 10-teamer yesterday. Hit his... Uh, well, he hit a 1,000 to 1 shot. Hit a 1,000 so. to 1 shot. That's, yeah, legit. Legit. We laid it out on the video yesterday. All 10 of them cashed. There was four plus money plays. He had a 155, a 135. So it wasn't all just... So just to confirm, by the way, the 1,000 to 1 was with the run lines and everything in yes. there? Yes, yes. Okay. And uh, what really sweetened it up was the fact that he took, like I said, some four four plus money plays as well uh, to go along mm -hmm. with that. So uh, very good. Uh, I cease is a heat at 25 to 1 to win the title. Got to take a shot at that one. <laughs> I think my counterpoint would be no, you don't. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I a, it's, a, it's a great, it's a one, great price. I don't see it happening. But is it a great price? I mean, if you if you played it twenty five times, would they come back and win uh, the last two and then go With on the to the current win? health of the team? I don't know. See, that's the problem. That's the, if they is... were healthy, then of course the price would not be twenty five to one, but it would right. probably be closer to fifteen to one. I told I told Chris that the Miami team that I put my future on before the playoffs started. That's not the team that you have right now. Nope, not the team that I have right now at all. So um, I wish you luck. I see. I'll be rooting for you because, like I said, I got a ticket on the Heat. So you and I will definitely have the same rooting interest. Um, 
Sort of. <laughs> I mean, I'm, root, I'm rooting of. for the Heat because I'd rather have Golden State face the Heat than the Celtics. But yeah. at the end of the day, I'm looking at a spot where Miami has my play of the day. They're my, I got the team total under at 96 and a half. They've scored less than 83 in each of the last two games. Lowry is active. Is that a good thing? I don't know because he's been awful. Yeah. And he can't really move. Butler can't really move either. Miami's just... I said they were hemorrhaging oil. It's it's not pretty. And Boston at home, after losing the last home, I'm trying to remember. No, they lost game three. They won game four. But I think Boston wins handily tonight. Yep. We'll see. But until Miami shows me something, I'm not going to have faith in them. But the reason why I took the team total under instead of Boston spread, even though I like both, there's a world where Miami defensively can cause some problems for Boston offensively. Yep. So I decided to separate that entirely. Just give me the team total under. I'll dare Miami to make shots. And would you get it at? Uh, 96 and a half. 96 and a half. Okay. Which I know sounds low because it's below 100, but I mean, they can't even get to 85. Well, they they played one game without smart. They put up 118. Uh, the other the other three, they've averaged about 93 points. Well, smart didn't play in the other one where they scored 80 something. Oh, that's true, too. That's right. He did miss the other one as well. So, um, yeah, um, seventeen seventy-seven. Hit said he had uh, the Heat and the Warriors in the finals. That's exactly what I had going into the playoffs, and only half of that is going to come true, I'm afraid. And, and and by the way, if you have a futures ticket on something like that, and your team is down, don't let that cloud your judgment on what you're doing. Uh, Are you talking about a matchup or an overall team? Talk about a match. I'm talking about if you have an overall team in a future play, uh, don't let it cloud your judgment. If something changes, like has changed in this series. Don't look at this Boston game going well. You know, I got the I got the I got the Heat to make the finals, so or I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to ride the Heat here. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. I'm, and and you can offset that price a little bit. Uh, you can. I ended up that. riding the Warriors for my title uh, parlay, which now only has four games to go. So hopefully that works out. But I was considering a hedge with the Mavericks, right? And then I said to myself, Dallas will lose game one because of the turnaround and them on the road, and I decided to let it ride. And game two had me nervous, but once Golden State came from behind and won the game at home, you kind of knew Dallas was dead to rights, yep, so I let it ride. I didn't hedge at all in that series. Very good. And now I got to see who they're going to play. I know that I posted it on Twitter. It's a $125 free bet to win about five point four grand. Yep. If Golden State wins the title, I will be hedging in the finals because I do think that Boston's going to beat golden state. Personally, if Miami pulls off a miracle, I'm not hedging because golden state would beat this Miami team. Okay. But I really think Boston's a bad matchup for him. Uh, Dano wants to know about Miami first five or first half plus five. You want any part of this heat team anywhere in the game? No, yeah, I don't either. I do not. Now look, if you want to take a contrarian stance, you know, everybody's going to be on Boston. Yep. I'd be shocked if anybody was on Miami besides a couple of potential degens trying to take money line shots and some ridiculous parlay, which has no chance of cashing. Because, you know, people are going to see plus 300 and just automatically bet the money line because why not? Right. But in reality, no. I really don't know what I'm supposed to like about this Miami team besides the fact that they have an allegedly good bench, which is mostly banged up. And you can argue Boston has a history of underperforming when expectations are high. But from what I've seen from this Heat team, 
compared to the Celtics team for the last couple of games. They're not even close. And for me, I had Boston in six when the series started, and I'm not going to change it now. Tim and Nick say the Heat plus 330 is super tempting. I just, it's just, they're just too banged I mean, up, I, I, too I banged up for that me. Idea. Yeah, I know. So. They literally posted it, as you said, DJ's betting at plus 300. So, and I get it. <laughs> the argument is it's plus money between two teams that are very defensively sound. They were the best team. So just, they were the best team in the East. The yeah, whole, so the you're whole just season. hoping for a hideous game of basketball. Yep. You're hoping, and you're hoping for, truth is, if you like Miami on the money line, you might want to just parlay with the under. I really don't see a scenario where Miami's going to score 110. If they're going to win, you will see another 93 to 91 type of game. Yep. So I think if you're going to actually like the Heat, there's really only one way the Heat can win this game, and that's to make this game as hideous as possible. Do you agree with that? Well, it's sort of. I mean, it's kind of a continuation of that in that. You could say that they're going to shoot better, which I guess is. Well, you know, Boston, Boston has to shoot badly. I think Boston has to brick it. I think that's the point, is that even if Miami shoots better in order to win this game, they still would have to cause a serious shooting slump by Boston, which kind of balances each other out. Yeah. But if Miami wins this game, do you think both these teams are getting to 100? Of course not. No. No. So uh, then I think you're leaning to the under as well. Uh, There you go. Uh, it's, I ain't watching the game with the Blues and the Avs on. Uh, it's, yeah. Bad. Are you going to watch any of this basketball game? Because I will not. I'll keep an eye on it. If, it, if it's close, I'll probably watch the second half. But I'll be watching hockey as well. You got Avalanche Blues. I don't yeah. know what more you really want. Yeah. I would want more Flames Oilers, but we'll settle with the over and mm. we'll retire that one. But it's a lot of fun. I feel, I'm kind of torn, though, because the Blues, I said before the series started, had a shot to win the series. And they've already gone further than you thought. I mean, they should have lost in five, but right. they ended up going to six now. I'm still rooting for the Avalanche because why would I not want to see McKinnon versus McDavid? Sure. Sure. I mean that. I don't know how. I don't know how you get much better than that. No, that's, you, that's just all you want. Seventeen seventy seven says Celtics a hundred to eighty. Uh, that may be actually fairly prescient. Did that's this, fair. Does the eight and a half scare you? No, no. I, I took the team total under because I feel like you have a couple extra outs mm -hmm. in case Boston shoots terribly. You know Boston's defense should be there right. for this game. Yep. So I expect Boston to put the clamps down. The pace has also been really painful to watch, and the refs have really allowed them to play tough. So they're not really calling many touch fouls. Miami's injuries are too much to overcome. I thought the safer play was the team total under. I still like Boston. I might do another same-game parlay, first quarter, first half, Celtics spread, team total under, something. I'll, I'll figure it out, but... If I could potentially maximize some profits on one specific game flow that I think is the most likely to happen, which is Boston playing well and Miami sucking, yeah, particularly on offense, then I'll try to maximize profit. I think it's worth a flyer, worst case scenario. Earls, Earls thinks the Blues take this one force game seven. It would not surprise me because I really question the Blues' psyche going into game six yep. because it seemed like Had they were hurt. focused so heavily on, on game five, sorry, on decapitating Kadri, and I thought they were just overall not really focused with their full eyes on the prize. And I was right. They were down three goals early in the game, and then Colorado gave a dead team life. Yep. And the last thing you want to do is give teams second chances, especially Stanley Cup champion teams like the Blues because they won a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. It would not surprise me if the Avalanche, who have had a history of underperforming in the playoffs, 
make this extremely interesting, and it goes seven, the Avalanche should win on paper. Second, They're the much better team. It's not even close. Second round ain't the friend of the Avalanche. Last couple it is of not. So would it shock me if the Blues won tonight? No. no. Let's say I'm, I'd be significantly more shocked if the Heat if won the than Heat the Blues won. won. Very good. And, uh, of course, now that we got a few people in the house, I want to remind everybody to smash that like button. We appreciate the effort. Uh, make sure you get subscribed to both of our YouTube channels, the Winners and Winners YouTube channel and the Max Wagers Network YouTube channel as well. Ring the bell. Get notified every time we put up brand new content. And we're about to uh, get a lot of brand new content creators as some of our writers transition over to video. So, uh, yeah, get ready for that and get ready to see uh, some new faces around the old uh, YouTube channels. Of course... We got a great deal with our friends over there at Caesars, $1,100 first bet insurance. Bet up to 1000 bucks If you've got a locked play from one of these games tonight, maybe you're on the Celtics, maybe you're on the Blues at a little plus money there, whatever it is, this is a great chance to take that big swing because Caesars will basically insure it up to 1100 bucks. If you win, you win. And if you lose, Caesars will make your account whole again. So take advantage of that. Must use the code ATS wins Caesar. That's ATS W I N S C Z R. That is in the show description as well as the link to the event as well. It must be 21 to play, except in the states of New Hampshire and Wyoming, where 18 will get her done. So make sure you check that out. As always, my premium plays are in the show description. Spoiler alert, Scott. Uh, a couple of my premium plays ended up in uh, Call the Cops today. So not not where you want to be there, my friend. Uh, the Earls say they've got the Blues at plus 300 to win the series, plus 900 to win the West, and 22 to win the Cup. Godspeed, actually, Nick and Tim. Godspeed. I actually am curious. Yeah, good luck to you guys. Hopefully that works out. But my question for you is if you had all those bets, at what point would you consider hedging? Two games ago. <laughs> Um, I think now would be a good time. I think, but that would also, of course, imply that you're basically punting the series wager in order to remain in the West in the Stanley Cup. Would you be willing to punt one of those futures to keep the other two at bigger prices alive? Well, it depends. If you, if you like the Blues, you didn't. This isn't necessarily unexpected to be down three two heading back home, right? No, I, I thought going in the Blues had a shot, but I believe I said Avalanche in six. I think, which is what I said. Uh, well, that sounds about right. That sounds about where I was at as well. But uh, hedging is for gardeners. No hedging. No okay. hedging. Let that motherfucker grow. Full bush. I wasn't, talk- I wasn't talking to you, though. I was talking to Scott. I said if he was in that situation. Uh, I'm aware well, you're not a gardener. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know what Steen does in his free time. Me, I'm Mr. Vegas. I, it was me. I'd go all in, but uh, no, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably. I, I'm not hedging in this series. In all honesty, I'm probably waiting until the next series, so I've got a little plus money in my pocket. I think I would maybe hedge Game Seven. Uh, maybe, per, perhaps, perhaps, but especially you, since you know that the. Well, truth is, the Avalanche would be laying a huge price at home anyway. Yep, yep. absolutely true. Hey, we got company coming, man. We got to get some shit done here. I forgot we got to get cleaned up. (laughs) I wasn't sure if she was showing up today. It's always a 50-50 show. I think think Allie showing up today is is about minus 140. I think she'll be here. Really? Yeah. Okay, 140. Odds makers putting putting the lines up there. Uh, Odds makers are drunk, apparently. Yeah. All right, so I gave you a little bit of a spoiler that some of my plays were there, but let's find out who else made the board. Uh, It is the Friday edition. It's the last one. For two days, Scott, you guys are yep. you guys are going to have to make these last. So we tried to make we tried to make it a good one. Let's find out who were the winners, who were the whiners, who uh, 
took it in the shorts, and who took it to the bank. Once again, kids, you know it, you love it. It is the Friday edition of Call the Cops. Pull over, buddy. Pull over. All right, very good. We'll get her rolling as we do in the major leagues. If you had the Yankees raise under seven and a half, only had four runs through the first eight innings. Lock that up. Nope. Nope. Premium number one. <laughs> Down in flames. Five runs in the ninth. Game landed nine. Suck a bag of dicks. That's a bad beat. You should call the cops. And if you had the under eight in the Blue Jays-Angels game, you had seven runs through the first eight innings, and then they scored one run, and you're thinking, all right, not the greatest push in the world, but better than a loss. Nope, let's score another one. Game landed nine. All righty, and let's go back to another one of my fine premium plays. Scott, if you had the Brewers-Cardinals over seven and a half, holy shit, you're a genius. Uh, each of them scored two runs in the first inning, one run in the second inning. That's uh, five runs after two innings to you and me. All we need is three for the next seven innings. And we got, uh, we got two. We got two for the next seven innings. That game landed seven. If you had the Brewers Cardinals over seven and a half, sorry, premium players. It's a play I'd make every day of the week, twice on Sunday. But yesterday, it didn't work out. Call the cops. Yep, it happens. It does. It does. Uh, just, it's it just for having two of them to happen on the same day was just kind of demoralizing. Yeah. And then my other one, we pushed on. We had seven in the Detroit game and it pushed. So. Mm. Oof. All right. So there was some good news out there. There were some nice, easy wins. You know who you were. You didn't have to worry about nothing, man. You were just having a scotch, having a nice stogie as you spent your Thursday night ensconced in the rocking chair. So the first one was my play of the day. If you had the over six and a half in the Oilers and Flames game, can I interest you in seven goals? In the second period alone, four goals in a one-minute, 11-second span, which is the all-time record, by the way, for the fastest four-goal uh, you know, span. And, uh, yeah, the game landed nine. Easy money. I don't know how those books stay in business, Scott. I really don't. Hey, if you had the Mavericks and the Warriors over 215 and a half. We well, like that. They put up 121 in the first half. Yep, we did like that as well. Uh, we both had the over there and uh, 121 first half. That makes your second half uh, pretty easy. And when you put up 109 in the second half, it is pretty easy. That game landed 230. Mavericks Warriors over 215 and a half. You, friends, were in the rocking chair. And the last one, if you had the Red Sox and White Sox over nine, of course, the game after I lost the Red Sox team total over, they scored six runs in the first two innings. You had nine total runs in the first three innings. And the game ended 16-7. to oh, I'm just disappointed they missed the extra point. Game after theory, at least 80%. Rocking, rocking. And uh, I told Chris, because Chris has the Dodgers as one of his plays today. I was like, no, can't have the Dodgers. He, he said he did not believe in your theory. We'll see how that goes. That's for that's for my personal plays. I don't know if it applies to farm or not. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right, By the way, we didn't have the Dodgers, whatever. No, they can win. The point is Arizona's going to score seven runs. Well, I had them in the uh, – I had Arizona first five. So yeah. At I'm least saying, based, based on the farm play, the vendetta move would be to bet the Arizona team total over. True, true. Yeah, at least that – and the, my God, Scott, they bring in the second baseman to pitch the, the, the ninth inning. We still can't get home. 
No runs. Yeah, it didn't matter. No runs. Jesus Christ. Can we bring in pool holes? Yeah, yeah, apparently. Yadier Molina? Somebody? Anybody? Anybody? Um, so, yeah. Now, we do want to talk about this real quick before Allie gets here. I'm, I'm so jinxing her. She's not going to be here. No, no. Oh, we, we got through most of the segments. Yep. So You're right. Counts. So, a couple of question marks yesterday as far as the lines go. And uh, odds makers, we talked about this. They usually do a pretty good job. But every once in a while, Friday comes early. And I think the uh, odds makers... They started getting into that, uh, getting into the Jack Daniels there just a little bit because yesterday, when it comes to this game, they were definitely uh, a little bit drunk. So yeah, this is a uh, baseball game, Scott. The Cincinnati Reds—they were plus one hundred against the Cubs yesterday. Okay, they got plus money on the Cincinnati Reds, and they beat the shit out of the Cubs. This game lays a ten to three after three innings. Cincinnati ends up winning a twenty to five. Uh, Odds makers, you missed it by mm, just just a tiny bit there. I believe you boys were drunk. Yeah, anytime you can get plus money, I believe it was plus one hundred five even in some spots for a team that wins by fifteen runs. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, you got to think you got to call the odds makers out a little bit there. So by What's the, the margin of victory in comparison, that's like fifty points in the NBA. 15 runs, like 50, 50. 40? Yeah. I think that's, I think that matches up with 50 pretty well. Yeah. So if you had the reds minus 14 and a half, congratulations. You had a nice hit there. That might've been in Chris's parlay. <sighs> oh my God. Uh, that's incredible, man. Two, I think he hit one like 10 weeks ago. He hit, hit, yep. hit, 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 hit a 10 teamer. Hey, Tim Earl in the house. Um, we saw your, we saw your brother uh, a little bit earlier, I assume, unless somebody's hacked your account. So, um, George, is the bet the farm play stronger than the premium plays? No, no. Um, because we don't overlap. I do my premium plays usually, uh, uh, after we do the farm, but usually I've got an idea what I'm going to play for premium. So having said that, no, I would say that is probably me personally. It's my fourth or fifth strongest pick. I'm total disclosure right there. But, it's my second, but once again, we don't overlap, so there you go. Right, and yeah, we'll t- sometimes we'll f- we'll make one fit the other if uh, if we've got a particularly good play good play we want to use for the farm. Yeah, we could take a money line on one side and a team total on the other, but it's like the same right. game. Like we can overlap a little bit, yep. but for actual picks, we prioritize our personal stuff before the farm stuff. Very good. That's a, that's a great question, by the way, George. Thanks for thanks for asking. Uh, Joan in the house. What up, Joan? J.C. Stone wants to know any thoughts on finals MVP for Boston other than Tatum. I think, first of all, I feel like Tatum, of course, is going to be the de facto. If Boston wins, you're just automatically assuming Tatum's going to win it. Candidate. Mm -hmm. I would probably lean to Jalen Brown for value. Okay. Because if Tatum's going to suck, you can hope that Brown averages 30 per game and maybe he can take it. Horford's a wild card, but I don't think he scores enough. See, that's I was just literally the name was on the tip of my tongue, and I was going to counter with the same rationale that you just put out. He can he could play he 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 could he could be the most valuable player of the series and not win the MVP. I feel like you could say the same thing about Robert Williams because I'm trying to think of matchups and how they would fare against Golden State. I think that Robert Williams would actually match up extremely well against Golden State. Yes. 
The issue is, once again, he's not going to score many points. Right. So he might end up averaging 11 rebounds with three blocks in there. He's also a bit banged up, so I probably wouldn't go with Williams anyway. But when it comes to Boston, you're really running out of guys. I feel like if you were going by the general way that the voters end up voting, I know you had the exception with Iguodala. But for the most part, you need to average basically 20-plus points per game Mm -hmm. in order to win the finals MVP. Which means if Boston wins, you're looking at either Tatum or you're looking at Brown. Any any value on Smart? I don't think so. Okay. Just because of the fact that he's also banged up and the fact that Boston has been willing to potentially rest him in playoff games and that they fared well without him. Right. means that if he re-aggravates the injury again, Boston really won't hesitate to rest him because they've been so good without him. Yep. So, no, I really don't have much interest in Smart either. I want to make a case for Horford just based on the fact that he can shoot from the outside and give Golden State some problems because he can survive when Golden State goes small. I just don't see enough consistent offensive output. Right. So if you wanted a guy who is not named Tatum for Boston, it would have to be Jalen Brown. I still I still will go with the theory that if Boston wins, Horford could be the most valuable player that Boston could not win without but will not win the MVP award. So. I agree with that. I think that if he's going to win it, it would be an Iguodala situation where they just say – the stars weren't really great, but he was the best role player in the series. Right. So we'll give it to him. Yep. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't see I think Boston that they winning either without. give it to Tatum, who was first team all NBA or second team all NBA. I forgot which one he was. I think he was first, first team. First team, yeah. Or you give it to Brown, but no, nah, especially since they're the up and coming potential future duo with the league, one of them is going to win the award. Max says, I have so many free bets expiring. I need another parlay. Uh, check out our show on, uh, that I do with Chris, Just Parlay. Yeah, we have a parlay show. Yeah. Oh, I don't, but he does. It's literally called Just Parlays, and it's uh, available on the YouTube. Chris laid out a couple of two-teamers, a four-teamer, and the ten-teamer that, uh, I don't know if I mentioned or not, hit yesterday. So, yeah. And, Max, we're going to give you some thoughts here on some of the games. We're going to do our farm play as well. So you can certainly mix and match in what we tell you and our leans and uh, sure things here today to put a little parlay together. Bronco says Clay Thompson MVP. I don't hate it. You want to get a good price, you're going to get a good price there. I'm on the dark horse candidate if you think that Curry might struggle again. I mean, Curry's won three titles. He's over in finals MVPs. Now, two of them, he had Durant on his team, so I don't know if that's really a fair comparison. But the one time he did win with Igudala, he was pretty awful. And the question is, based on narratives, if Golden State gets over the hump, are they just going to give it to him because a lot of people think he should have won it over Iguodala the first time around? Right. That's certainly, so certainly it might be in the back of their mind. All right. Hey, look who's here, buddy. Pay that man his money. You know her. You love her. She, <laughs> she, adds, she adds a little class to the show. It's our it's our favorite Friday afternoon guest. It's the one, the only, direct from Las Vegas, Allie Burns. What's up, Allie? Do not splash the pot. Splash the pot whenever Baby's the fuck I mom. want. What a great kids got alligator blood. That's that's uh, <laughs> uh welcome welcome to welcome to uh back to the window and rounders impressions. Uh everybody yes. doing their <laughs> favorite stuff. John Malkovich. It's not even rounders impressions, it's just, just John Malkovich. Yes, it's just Malkovich. Yes. Just Teddy KV K Teddy KGB. Yeah, very good. Great. Sorry, it's still a great movie. Uh, I, oh I, yeah, I, I you know it's it's as close to a real poker movie as you're ever going to have. So oh, for sure, that inspired Dutch Boyd to get started playing poker. That was the whole reason he started playing. He like lived and died by rounders. So. Oh, there you go. 
There you go. Watch that movie more times than I'd like to. So Ali, uh, Ali stopped by to uh, congratulate us on our terrific performance on the uh, Parlay yes, Show. Yes, I did. You guys were both five and <laughs> oh. That's right. On Total Chaos, and Chris King hits a ten-team parlay. Yep. So the Winners and Winers crew is giving the Picks and Parlays crew a run for their money right now. That's right. What's going on? Yeah, that's right. So it's a, a pretty good week for the W and W boys. How's your week going, Ali? You making some money out there? You making that plus money, honey? I had a great Monday. I had a horrible Wednesday. And then last night, I, I don't actually know what I, I, I did well yesterday, but I don't know like it, if it was great or if I'm just up. Did you avoid the Mavs? Oh, I, I had the Warriors minus seven and, or six and a half. Very good. Good, well, number. Good, num- good number on that. Laying money. Lay? What, what happened? Wow. I had wow. to because it's a tank roll. So part of it was like, I don't care. It's my tank roll. I actually bought it down to a six and a half so I couldn't push it. Um, and then I had the canes. I had the Flames, though, but I did take your over in the Flames game, Rachel, because I shot yep. Rachel my plays, and I was like, what do you got? And he said he's got the over in Edmonton, so I took that and cashed it. Thank you for that, friend. Um, so, it yeah, it was a – I appreciate it. You know, it's a team effort sometimes. It's a team effort. So at what point do you fail so badly on the tank roll that you have to actually keep the money? <laughs> if I get does that 500, happen? then I can just cash it out, and then I'd be thrilled to move on with my life. I'm like not even at two. Okay. Yeah. Got to run where you want them. I started tanking the roll at two at a 100. I was like right under 100 bucks, and right now I'm at 92 plus 38, whatever that would be. Okay. Very About good. 130. Very good. Okay. So there you go. I was at 174 on Monday when, and then Wednesday hit me. Wednesday. I made 30 bucks yesterday. I'm up 30. So Okay. Bronco, Bronco wants some Oreos. That's Who the, doesn't? I like the white stuff, baby, in the middle the, of my that's Oreos. That's the only re- that's one of the unrealistic parts of that movie is that that's his tell as if nobody ever fucking yeah. picked up on that before. Uh you guys you guys playing, that. you know, stratosphere limits and none of them were good enough to notice what he did with his cookie when he had a good end. Come on. Come yeah. on, that's some bullshit right there. Really, guys? Really? Yeah. So you prefer the poker game on the sting. I just rewatched that movie within the last couple of months. That's a great movie. <laughs> it is. Uh, that is, that is so underrated. I love, I love the sting. I'm trying to think of other poker movies. I didn't end up, I never actually saw Molly's game, but I thought uh, that was pretty good. I read the, I read the book and saw the movie. It's, it's interesting. Uh, the Cincinnati kid with Paul Newman's a good one. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of old westy kind of, you know. And the thing is, Molly's game, I feel like, is a cool concept, but do I really care about celebrities losing, like, $300,000 playing poker? Like, not really, you know? Right, mm. right. Um, Maverick. The, uh, I'll tell you, you know, the other it's book I'm, I'm, I'm reading that they actually did a movie on was uh, Lay the Favorite. Maverick was bullshit, by the way. Oh, Just yeah. That's, that out of the that's, way. that's stupid. That's stupid. It was. Um, that's why I said there's always Maverick. Guy wins uh, the tour guy wins the tournament and then the other guy steals all the money and he just doesn't end up with the money. And I'm just like, what why did I sit through this? Yeah, what what was happening there? Uh, casino- why is Mel Gibson in a Western? What's happening? Casino Royale. How did y'all feel about the death of Ray Liotta? Me and Lenny, like, we almost shut down the show when we found out the death of Ray Liotta. That one, that was a tough one for us yesterday. Shoeless, Field of Dreams is my all-time favorite movie. So uh, really? they're like, Henry Hill died. I'm like, F Henry Hill, Shoeless Joe Jackson died. Yeah, he was in, he was, he, he was the main character in two of my top 10 movies, both Field, Field of Dreams. You have Goodfellas good in your top 10? Absolutely. Goodfellas top five, for sure. Field of Dreams top 10. 
I have a, a um, actually, it's not me. I, my boss I used to work for, I held it for him for a while, but I had to give it back uh, while he was moving. But he has a painting that the actual real Henry Hill painted because that apparently became one of Henry Hill's things that he did. He became oh. a painter. Yeah. Who's a, who, and it's a rat. Who are y'all's favorite? Like, I'd rather be a rat than the president or something like that. Nice. Uh, who are y'all's favorite poker World Series players? Are you talking about all time or like lately? You guys, anybody still follow it? You still follow poker? I, I dabble. I, yeah, I watch poker. I have a reminder on my count on my Google Calendar every year to get the Poker Go subscription for a month, just so I could watch WSOP coverage. Okay, very good. So very good. I, I got I got to admit, uh, when I stopped working in the poker room, I stopped caring about it uh, quite a bit. I wasn't reading Card Player every week, and I wasn't keeping up. And uh, it definitely hit its stride. You know, it definitely hit its top point and then it's kind of fizzled since then the uh in table cameras made a humongous difference and that made it well, huge change the sport it, it changed the sport money money maker in 2003 was what really drove everybody and, and then and then with the cameras at the tables that was those are the two things that just uh it exploded absolutely exploded i've always liked phil ivy and when i used to run in those circuit y'all know i used to be with dutch boyd when he won his bracelet and when you would walk through the wsop on the floor like I don't care who you were when Phil Ivy walked into the room, everybody paid attention. You know, all the big guys were like, there's Phil Ivy kind of a thing. And so I've always really respected Phil Ivy. I love Phil Locke. He's one of my friends. So I really like Phil Locke a lot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Max says Phil Ivy. Phil Ivy's a beast. I have his autograph on a uh, poker. What was it? Poker stars. I think uh picture that we got. To I, do. Think, I, think... I can't stand Phil Hellmuth and I can't stand Daniel Negreanu, but I love Scotty Wynn. And if you run into uh Johnny Chan, he's going to ask you where you can find hookers, Joe Seabach and uh Barry Greenstein, their father and son. I really like the, both of them a lot too. Now, see, I, I, and see, I, I like Negreanu and I like Helmuth. I, I think Negreanu is such a little once you meet them in person, though, care. like when you meet these guys in person, they're such little bratty. You didn't ask me. You didn't ask me who I wanted to have a beer with. Who asked me who I liked to play in the World Series, and I like. I always liked both the Grano back in the day. I haven't really followed him much recently. Ivy is my favorite player. I'm also a big fan of Fedor Holtz, who I think is very good. Who's been a bit newer, but he's been very good on Twitch and even just in person in general. I think when it comes to the next generation, I'm a big Fedor Holtz guy. I think he's tremendous. I don't know him. I'll check him out though for See, sure. See, and I really, I really tuned out about the time Tom Dwan got hot, and okay. that, that he's, was he's back in action now. It is that was a, yeah. that was about it for me. So I really haven't. I watch it occasionally, um, but I, and I don't play either. I, you know, I used to play. You had him. You, know, you had Antonius. You had uh, Doyle Brunson. You had all those guys. Yeah. Doyle Brunson's phone. His uh, ringtone on his phone is the Pink Panther theme song. Whenever TJ Cloutier calls him, and I always thought that was the cutest thing. Annie Duke is who got Dutch a spot at the Bet Online table. Like once he cashed the bubble, because it was the shorthanded event in the World Series 2006, and he beat Negranu at the final table before the final yeah. table. So the TV table, Negrano got knocked out. Dutch went through, and then he beat Joe Hatcham heads up. But it, if it wasn't for Annie Duke, we all got paid 300 bucks just to wear that bet online T-shirt during nice. the final table. I'm, I'm trying to think of other th throwback guys. Well, yeah, like, Ferguson. He's talking about uh, Antonio. Yeah. Antonio. Oh, Chris Ferguson is a fantastic ballroom dancer. We went to the bluff after party, and he is like a fantastic ballroom dancer. He wouldn't see it in Jesus, but it's there. I mean, the go. only thing I know about him was yeah, his, was his involvement great. in the you know poke the 
you know, full tilt poker scandal. So I'm not exactly a fan of Chris Ferguson. But well, those guys are those guys are all dead to the poker world now. With I was just saying Howard, so, Howard, so, Howard, and Annie. As a player, and Ferguson. you know, he was fine. As a human being, not so much. But I never met the guy. Well, you know, and, and Ivy had his little uh, baccarat problem. Mm-hmm. Except that, except he wasn't at fault for that. He just found a little uh, technical error from the casino's perspective, and he took advantage of it. And he tried to claim five million dollars. He didn't scam people out of money. Mm, well, I mean, you could make an argument he scammed the casino out of money. Yeah, but nobody cares about that. Casino's been taking money from people for years. He closed. Jen Julie was a good one too. I can't. I, come, I can't. Yeah. Uh, but, sorry, you go first. Sorry. No, Jen Tilly was dating Phil Locke at the time that we were doing our thing. And there's a Rochambeau contest all the time. Like every year at WSOP, they'll do a Rochambeau contest. And Dutch's brother, Bobby Boyd, was the champ. And it's, you know, you all kind of like meet in the hallway. Like it's not an official thing. You kind of meet in the hallway and just Rochambeau it out. And I remember standing next to Jen Tilly. I mean, like I was up all night. She goes, were you playing Rochambeau all night? And I was like, yes, Dutch made me play. She's like, me too. Phil had me up all night playing. It was like both of us were just exhausted because all night long we were playing this against our boyfriends so they could practice for this 8 a.m. event of rock, scissors, papers. But but Jen Tilly's a really, really cool chick. And uh, Phil Locke, if you ever borrow Phil Locke's car, he's got a cassette of Hanson. That's what you're going to be listening to while you're driving Phil Locke's car. Just Good. Saying. It's Ali A-L-I. Yeah, I was going to say like, that. So. Anyway, that's my poker. Uh, who was the British guy that was terrible? James, I don't remember. I'm trying James to, Bond? like, I know who you're talking about, and I can't think of him. I mean, Tony did. G made me laugh, but I don't know if that's who you're talking about. Was he British, Tony G? I think yeah, he was. I think he was. Is he involved in, like, the British government now? I don't know. Seems like a, maybe a member of parliament, I think. Bronco says he likes Zenga poker. All in. I mean, that, that's Facebook all in, all in poker. All yeah, in. That's what that is. Yeah. But... All right, very good. Allie, when was the last time you played live poker? Probably. Or online, any type of poker. I don't play online poker. I don't trust things online, um, okay. except sports betting. I don't play, like, I don't play shove money into machines. I live in Vegas, obviously. I don't shove money into machines. I'm, I'm not into that at all. Agreed, Andrew. Um, huh? I told Andrew I agree. Yeah, I think it's just all, like, come on, really? It's There's so many ways that they can cheat you <laughs> that way. I guess last time I played live poker, fuck, it had to be a while ago, like when I was pregnant, like 10 years ago, probably. Oh, shit. I mean, at a casino, like home games and stuff like that, I'll, you know, maybe once every month or so, I'll play a game with someone. Maybe you just every didn't have months. the time or you just fell out? Uh, cause when I used to play, my strategy for playing was that I would sleep most cause I played professionally. Like it was my job that I did. Mm. So I would sleep most of my day and then wake up around 10 or 11 o'clock at night, shower, eat dinner. Yeah. Graveyard shift. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. I got, go I, in because you hit the table and everybody's really loose. You know, I, now I, it's midnight, one in the morning, people are drinking. I'd roll into like Excalibur, uh, casinos where that was the it, softest table of all time. Yeah. Excalibur. It they got rid of the table, though, I think. Stay. Yep. Like, the yeah. strategy is it doesn't cost a lot of money to stay at that casino. So people that are staying there are tighter with their money. So you roll in when those tight people with their money are drunk, and then you eat their faces on the poker table. Hang on. I have, I, I, I have so to. I don't play daytime, but I have a kid now, so I can't go out. I have to, I have to address this. Uh, Craig Trapp saying bubble craps. Mm-hmm. says, I will, I, will, I will change you to the dark side. Is he talking about Craig the bubble crap. Is he talking about the machines in the casinos where the the giant dice roll in the what the f- no yeah. Craig no yes. Craig made me 
some money, not playing bubble crafts, oh but God. me and Craig went on. I went on a really good roll, and I there won is, some money with Craig Man, Chapman. there is yeah. nothing better in the, the, the feel of two dice in your hands as you keep throwing number after number and keep pushing. Oh, no. Bubble crap? No. No. I, that's the whole thing of it is rolling the die. I want to roll yes, the die. Yes. Uh, Rachel, you have bubble craps? Yes or no? No. However, I have done the machine dash bubble roulette one time. Yeah. Fun story. My friend was actually playing and he was losing. I showed up for one roll. I put 20 bucks on one specific number. It hit the number. I got up and I left. <laughs> That's what you, but I, I have such a belief in beginner's luck because I've seen it and it's happened to me personally so many times. I think beginner's luck is the way that the gambling gods stick their hook in you and pull you right oh, on in. It happened to me. That happened to my, me at a, a high life, Ronton. First, first game I ever bet on four, five, six par, uh, trifecta. Came in, won 600 bucks. I don't think I ever ever cashed another ticket in like 10 more trips to watch I was looking through it. I'm like, you know, this number doesn't look that bad. It's like I got 20 bucks. I'm like, throw it in there. It's like I, I just got up with a couple hundred. Like, all right, I'm out of here. Just see you <laughs> later. Craig, Craig, yeah, Craig says, all dice always, live or bubble. Okay, I'll accept that. Man, I spent. Look, if you want to play some Monopoly or Risk, you know, you just bring it to me, okay? I'll outroll you all day, every day. I love craps. I, I about some Yahtzee. Yahtzee? Okay. I can't, I can't even imagine how many hours I have watching craps games. Like, I did it for eight years or so, watching watching craps. It was, I, I, I love the game. I, it's, I just think of the Chappelle skit. I think of the World Series of Dice. You just have a bunch of people just in a back alley just throwing dice. That's a different game, man. I, I played Street Crafts, too. There's no other setting. You Tenny do. Tenny do. Tenny, Tenny don't. Tenny don't. Tenny do. I've played a lot of Street Crafts, too. But, yeah, I'll, I'll shoot dice with anybody, anywhere, anytime. Uh, I'm down, Craig. You, you, you want to... You want to go to the trip, take a trip to the casino? I'm all about it. I'm all about shooting Yardy some dice. Yahtzee? What the frick's a Yard Yahtzee? I want one. Yard Yahtzee? What the? I'm Googling is, this immediately. Is that like... You bought it for the kids while you're really starting them out early there, Chris. Told them to get used to it, then we play for money. That's a beautiful oh thing. Oh, my gosh. By, by There's the, so many things I want now. By the way, for those of you that don't know Craig, uh, Craig's kind of the man over there at Picks and Parlays, a very good handicapper in his own right. So definitely uh, check out all the great stuff at Picks and Parlays, but check out Craig's stuff as well so uh yeah uh, craig is one one tough cookie he's a sharp think big dice yeah i know i've already googled it i'm already looking at this <laughs> i'm already all over this right now ally do you uh is the irony of the situation where you say i don't trust the internet and then immediately use the internet all day long none of that uh, that doesn't get through to you um what do you mean i don't <laughs> trust the you said you don't, don't trust the internet you said when you're talking about poker you said i don't trust the internet to play card game, to put money in and play card games. Nope. Okay, so here's why, right? The Dutch Boyd's claim to fame is that they started the crew, right? With right. Scott Fishman and all the Tony Lazar, Brett Youngblood, all those guys. I would watch them, five of them sit in the same room on their laptops and play the same tables and they all know each other's cards and these four or five guys are just raping the other four or five guys through the whole thing. So no, I don't trust playing online poker. I do not, but I use the internet for all kinds of things. I just don't gamble on it. Okay. All right. It's coming to Maryland in the summer. I'll, I'll tell you what, one That's of my favorite answer. casinos to play was the, I don't remember the exact casino. Was it the MGM? I believe it was the MGM in DC. What? They have that and they have the horseshoe. In DC? Yeah. Really? Right. It's been a while since I I've been, apparently. I believe it was the MGM. Okay. Andy Duke responded with poker players are the most awesome. As the MGM National Harbor. 
I made a lot of money there, and I also played at the Horseshoe. The Horseshoe is dangerous, not because the players are good. The players are especially awful. But they're the type of awful where they don't care. Yeah, that's uh. weird. So they will just, like, jam all in with random stuff pre-flop, and then you still have to sweat it out, even though you have probably a 58% chance pre. So I've lost a couple of big hands there just because the person to the side of me just puts me all in. I'm clearly ahead and I lose. Right. So th those are the type of awful players that you still aren't thrilled to play against because don't get me wrong, you can make a lot of money, mm -hmm. but all it takes is one unfortunate turn card and you lose your entire role. So. Agre agreed. You know, here's my, that's the way I feel about playing PLO. I don't, I don't, oh, I, that, oh, I hate, card? sorry. Five cards, the worst. I, I hate, I hate, Ooh. I hate spending 20% of my stack to see a fucking flop. I just, yeah. I can't, I can't do it. I, I just, yeah. I, I hate, I know. I dabbled in five card. I'll play high eight all day. I'll, 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 I'll play. Like three I'll, but anyway, uh, any, Hey, Allie, talking about sports. Got any picks for tonight? What do you got? I do. What okay. am I on tonight? I'm on the WNBA. Um, Tim Earl has been super hot. He's, I think he's 14 and one. That Tim in the Earl. WNBA for total. So hot right now. That Tim Earl. Oops. Hot. Mm -hmm. Um, my account. That's a Zoolander reference, by the way, Ellie, if you didn't get that one. I don't Zoolander. What? I don't. I'm not a big movie person. Y'all are going to oh, find this out about That's me. a classic. Why don't you watch movies? I watch sports. I have other stuff going on. What is this? A center for ants? Come on. 13-1, last seven days in the WNBA. There so you go. He's going with, um, I got some college baseball in here, too, for you. Okay, so we're going with the Seattle Storm under a 159. Okay. And we're yep. going with the Los Angeles Sparks over a 163. College baseball, I got Virginia Tech, Oklahoma State, and Texas A&M. In soccer, I've got Real Madrid, draw no bet. I've got Benzema to score and Liverpool to win. I've got okay. the Astros on the run line, first five in full game, and I've got the Blues going over. Now, do That's you have Liverpool to win or to advance? Because does that include extra time? It does not include extra time. Okay, because Benzema plays for Real Madrid. That's why I was curious. Oh, so I have two. I have M-A-N-E, Manye. I have him and, and Liverpool to win, and then I have Benzema and Real Madrid to win. Is okay, what I have. well, Mane might, it might be his final game with Come Liverpool because I believe – Bayern might be offering like a hundred million dollars for services. Big, so that was the big thing with it is that Liverpool's like I think Liverpool's the more motivated team because they can get all broken up at this point. They want to make that money for the next level they go to. But I like the draw no bet at plus money because I had Dre Richardson on my show today and he was explaining how if you're gonna bet a draw no bet, do it on the dog because then you have like a nice cash, a push, or you just lose your bet. But it gives you like two ways to kind of make it happen. And for newer soccer betters, he was saying that's a good way to go. Um, but, but although I do kind of think Liverpool wins. Uh, for I me, like if, yeah. If, if I was going to bet on that match, which I have not at this point, I would take a prop. I would take Liverpool to score first. Real has I been known as that. being the comeback kids for throughout the entire run. They had the miracle comeback against Manchester City. They've had a lot of runs there. But Real always seems to fall behind early. I do not mind Liverpool to score first, maybe even Liverpool first half. All right. I'm there you looking go. at it. That's it solely out. based on the trend of Real Madrid being the team that rises like the Undertaker to find ways to win matches, but they're usually behind early on. The Undertakers. All right. All right. Very good. Allie, we got to get out of here. We got to do our thing. Where can we find you? 
You can find me at Plus Money Honey. You can find me Monday through Friday on my show, Morning Wood. I've got total chaoses just all over the internet. I just did a baseball one with Higgs and Tim and Terry Edelman. I'm doing a soccer one tonight with Sean Miller. Uh, his show comes up next. Dre Richardson will be on that show with him. Um, and then AM Plus Money will be on Total Chaos today, too. So I'm all over the place. Like, subscribe, ring that freaking bell for notifications so you don't ever miss me. It's just that easy. There you go. And you can catch her on uh, social media at Plus Money Honey. It's the one, the only Allie Burns. Allie, have a great long weekend. Congratulations. You got your kid through school, got him into middle school. Quite an accomplishment these days. Well done, indeed. So. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week on uh, Total Chaos and then next Friday on our show. How about that? Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one. Good luck, everybody. All right. Thanks, Allie. You too. All right. There she goes. Plus money, honey. Al Scott, Allie's gone. There's only one thing to do now that you and I are left alone together. It's Friday. We've been a little chilly here the last few days, my brother. So um, we need to get we need to get rolling. And we're uh, I think we have just the pick to do that. So you ready, friend? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's fire it up. You know it, you love it. It's time to put on those Friday fancy overalls. Get your straw hat on. I know everybody's got a straw hat now. Put it on. Climb aboard your John Deere. Put those keys in the ignition. Fire that bad boy up because, kids, you know it, you love it. It is time once again to bet the farm. All right, sir. Well, we... uh, didn't have one of our better picks yesterday, Scott. Can we just say that? Well, the full game went over, just not for the team that we had. Yes, know? yes. that's uh, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks did nothing with Mitch White. We were kind of counting on that to happen, and they did nothing with Mitch White. It hurt, but uh, we do believe that we have one here that is going to put an end to the bleeding. Scott, it is time to talk a little NHL, kids. And yes, we're taking advantage of the fact that we have all of the weekend games because the play is going to be the New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes under five and a half. Minus 140 was the best price we saw there, and we are not afraid to lay it. Each of the first five games have gone under six. In fact, I think they've only reached five once, if I'm not mistaken. They did. Uh, Carolina has scored less than three goals at each of the first five road games in the playoffs. The under five and zip in Carolina's last five games being played after one day of rest. And finally, the under is 39-18-1 in the Rangers' last 58 games after scoring two or less in its previous game. The uh, Carolina Hurricanes have put up two goals total, Scott, in the first two games of this series in New York City. Uh, that does not bode well for them, and it does not bode well for the over. That's why we're taking the under, guys. That's going to be bet the farm, Rangers, Hurricanes, under five and a half. That's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for the show. And that's going to do it for the week. So uh, stay tuned for a little uh, NASCAR where you'll see uh, us, uh, these same two handsome faces along with Chris King and Rye Cape. We'll be taking care of business there. But if you miss us, hey, come back and see us next week if you would. As Scott and I do this every day, Monday through Friday, doing our very best to help you in that journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you Monday.